Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. When we aren't afraid of death, we are less afraid of life. From these episodes, I aim for all of us to take more risks in life, go after our dreams, have great relationships, and even some fun in the process. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And today on our show, I'm thrilled to introduce you to an amazing woman. Her name is Peggy Imanisi. Peggy is the best-selling author of the book, Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug. She has lost many close to her in a short period of time, including two of her children to cystic fibrosis. In addition, Peggy lost her husband, both parents, her brother, sister, and nephew. Peggy has also dealt with great loss as she was a victim of Hurricane Hurricane Sandy, where she lost her personal property, almost lost her life, and the life of another child. Peggy knows firsthand that life can be extremely hard, but she gives her time writing books to help others so that you can survive the worst of the worst in life and continue until your job on earth is up. Peggy is the host of the radio show, Signs Our Loved Ones Send Us. She is an intuitive medium and uses her gifts to help others through grief and understand loss. She set up a foundation in memory of her late children called CF Wishes Come True in memory of Marcus and Meg Anisi for people with cystic fibrosis of any age. Peggy knows heaven is real by the numerous signs she's received and spends her life making a difference with others. It is my greatest pleasure to welcome Peggy Imanisi to We Don't Die Radio. Hello, Peggy. Hi, Sandra. How are you? I'm doing great. I've got a big smile on my face because you are just one special lady. Uh, Thank you so much. You're welcome. I just purchased your book. I haven't read it yet, but I am so excited to read it. And I haven't read yours um, either yet, but I think we know now because we got to spend a few minutes before we uh, started this show chatting, and I think we're going to be soul sisters. You know, we've got a lot of, yeah, a lot of commonalities, a lot of um, passion for making a difference, and we're both fun people. Yep. Yep, and I I can tell we might have a few laughs on this show as well. Well, that sounds good. Where are <laughs> you, you in now? the yep, where my hairbrush? <laughs> oh, you're so funny. I'm glad, I'm glad we're not skyping the show because people would run for the hills. Do you know what's funny is I I actually record these conversations on Skype for you our listener who doesn't know, and when just by saying Skype sometimes people just assume that it's the the visual and so when I dial people all of a sudden there they are looking at me in their best and brightest and of course you know I'm sitting normally in my jammies with no makeup on recording this and I have a little piece of um, tape like it's a little post-it note that's right in front yep. of the camera just in case like <laughs> it's a accidentally little, little turned on, with a big smile on yes, faces, I don't want know? anybody to yep. know yep. but I, I try to let people know this is audio only but you're in yep. um, New York right Yes, I am. I'm about located. Um, I grew up in um, <clears throat> 30 miles north of New York City in uh, Croton on Hudson, New York, in mm-hmm. Worcester County. 
um, the home of many famous people like Jackie Gleason of The Honeymooners. Wow. Uh, Peter Strauss, Rich Man, Poor Man, Gloria Swanson, movie actress, um, Diane DeVito, uh, Alan Funt from Can of Camera, right. went to school with his kids. So in a town of 7,000 people, we had many famous people come here. Well, because you're close and, enough and to live. the city. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Right. But we were just hometown people, grew up next to the Carvel stand, the hangout. Yeah. And we all just hung out together like regular peeps, you know, and yeah. that's all we all are. You know, we, we can be best-selling authors and radio show hosts, but we're regular people. And I, I think from hearing your shows and mine, we try to let people know, don't be afraid. I mean, we're not movie stars. I'm not Marilyn Monroe, which I was, but you know, we're, we're regular people. So um, I, I know I do, and I, I feel through your shows, we try to make everybody comfortable calling into us and let us know that we're real people. We go through things similar to you, and um, we just want to make you feel comfortable and know that somebody's here that understands you. Yeah, and one so, of my like, biggest confessions, and I say it often, is, um, you know, I wake up in the morning, Peggy, and I don't like my looks. I don't, I'm overweight. I don't like that. I'm still single mm-hmm. at 48. Is anybody ever going to love me? I've got gray hairs peeking through, which I try to cover up. You know, I'm very yeah. real, and even though I've been on the journey and I've written my book and I've discovered mm-hmm. what I have and I've spoken on stages, you know, there, there's every bit of humanity with in me and these shows I aim to give people great evidence that life after death is real but even more so how we can all have a great life while we're here now and the big confession is you know I am kind of addicted to doing these shows myself because I get so much value for my life personally I don't have anything handled I'm not perfect I'm sure you're not Mm -hmm. perfect and um, (laughs) we are we are in the shoes of in anybody however we have learned some really great things that have helped in our life they've helped with grief they've helped I mean I have accomplished some things um, really because I know I know the bigger picture that I've I've taken action into my fears. I've been courageous. I've done things I normally wouldn't have done. I've produced some incredible results and so yes, I have my humanity, but by knowing the things we know and actually applying them, I think every person listening including us um can mm-hmm. have a better life now and that's that's the point. Well, so. that's you know, you and I have um similarities. I I said last week on my show that um, I have so every time that I do a show, I should call it the Synchronicity Radio Show, and it all started I think when I had Mark Ireland um, on my show and talking of I think his son Brandon, yeah. and it was kind of weird because even as a teenager, I, I've been intuitive since I was a child. I was diagnosed uh, at nine years old with um, uh, encephalitis. Uh, it was it was the wrong diagnosis at fifty we found that I had multiple sclerosis that whole time. Oh. And while I was a child, um, after coming in, I was in a coma at nine. And, um, wow. you know, my dad, worked, my dad worked for the church. So, um, you know, I was brought up, brought up in the Episcopal Church. My mom was a big Methodist. Her, my grandmother was the organist of the Methodist. So I had a lot of religion in my yeah. life and uh-huh. spiritual, you know, more, you know, not as much as they call spirituality, religion, religion. And so when things started happening to me when I came out of the coma, I came out different. You know, I think I went to the other side and, and was told, you've got to go back and 
do this. And I was scared. And everybody, like, you know, would look at you like you were crazy. So I, a few friends knew I had it. I, when it came out, came out to the public at 60 years old uh, last January when I started my show, when I said, you know what? I kind of gave them a little taste of it in my book that I had a little gift. But I have a big gift. And the signs that I receive, um, a lot of people will say, you know, I find the pennies, I find the feathers, I, you know, my book is called Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug for a Reason, but it's so much more than that. Um, I tell about my life, um, my mistakes, my yeah. growing up in the town with stars, blah, 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 and, but I go into the signs that my children send me, and of course, that was a comfort for me from hours after they passed, to know that they were around me, even though I was intuitive, I mean... Every intuitive medium questions themselves every day. Am I crazy? Or you know, I did that my whole life, but now I know it's a gift of God, from God. Peggy, you know? can you just tell us a little bit about your story? Like, because um, I I did a basic introduction of you in the beginning, but tell us a little bit about your life and and the and I hate to have you bring sure. it back up, but the loss that you have That's and okay. what happened with your kids and all that. Yeah. Well, I'm 61 years old as of last month, and uh, like I said, I grew up in Westchester County in a town of 7,000 people, and <clears throat> was a normal kid, you know, but I had this ability, and I was, I was always the, the, the jokester, the, uh, the class clown, uh, the kid in the corner with the dunce, <laughs> you know, right. always kidding around, because I think I used that like a, a false bravado, um, because I was probably afraid of my gift, and like you, you, you had this fear of death, I did too. Um, you know, I was at church all the time, and you heard it all the time. It's like, why, 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 why? And my first experience with death was my grandmother, who I'm named after. Uh-huh. I was just turning, I was just three years old, a week before she had passed, and she was my favorite grandmother, wonderful woman. And I remember at her bedside the night before she passed and hearing about death at three years old, and it scared me. I used to have nightmares about it and led into panic attacks, didn't know what it was, and I think, oh my God, I'm crazy, but I was a kid, so what did I know? So um, that fear is gone now because of all my losses, um, because of the signs they send me. You know, I was sick my whole life myself with the MS, not knowing what was really Mm -hmm. wrong. You know, I had episodes of weakness and tiredness and and my mother would you know say after I got out of the hospital you need to be you're better so come on get up and go to school and and I'm like I'm too tired but it took me 41 years to be diagnosed with MS to finally realize what happened what was going on in my own life Wow. so on top of that um, years went on after being sick and I was just your regular kid for the most part and at 17 years old my uh, boyfriend committed suicide Oh, boy. Uh, a month before my 18th birthday, and it led me to another reality. I had just graduated high school. Um, we had been out. We were planning a vacation, and uh, I was working at a local deli through high school with a work experience program and was coming home from work that day, and everybody was in my front yard, and my dad was a workaholic. He worked for the railroad by day, the church night and weekends. And... um Everybody was sitting there, and Dad never took off time from work. And why is everybody sitting in my front yard to tell me Johnny had passed away? He had committed suicide. But I came to find out that he, supposedly what I hear, found out he had a few months to live. He found out he had cancer and just did it. 
So that was another heartache in my life. And I said, oh my gosh, okay, so I've been sick most of my life. Boyfriend commits suicide. Uh, this is all in my book, by the way. Um, a month to the day of my um, Don Johnny passing, um, my brother's best friend who lived two blocks up came to pick his brother up for my birthday party. We got talking. And 14 months later, I married him. <laughs> and um, in my book, you know, each chapter's different. I talk about my, the fairy tale life, the white picket fence, yeah. 2.5 kids, blah, blah, blah. Well, I got it to a point, and then I put not, because it wasn't a fairy tale life. You know, I had the same feelings any other woman, new bride, one, and having the family and the perfect life. And my daughter was born uh, just about a year after I got married. And like most mothers, we, when you're pregnant, you think things. I mean, oh my gosh, what would I do if I ever lost a child, blah, yes. blah, blah. And, and it happened. Uh, at almost three years old, my daughter was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, and it was a death sentence. At the time, in 1973, when she was born and diagnosed in 76, I was sat down and told that she may live to five or ten. I'm like, so my worst fears happened. Oh. And at that point, I had two children, so my second child is genetic, which I explain in the book. And like I said, my book tells of signs, the diagnosis, how to find out certain things. Right. And so now my son had to be tested, and he was on borderline, my second child. And that's a part of my book, and I think another gift from God, The Easter Miracle, so you really would like to read that one. Um, we went back and had him retested, and he was fine. But as the years went on, uh, seven years after him, I had another child. He had to be tested. It was a personal decision. Um, it could happen again, but I found myself expecting, and I said, okay, and he was fine. And then another seven years went by, and I had my son Marcus, who passed three years ago, uh -huh. and he was also born with it. And I said, okay, what is, what's going on here? Uh, God, what do you want from me? You right. know. And I can remember my daughter was going on 16 when Marcus was diagnosed, and she looked at me, and she was poster child for years. Um, we got very involved in the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation for research and mm -hmm. doing fundraisers and public uh, awareness, and we were even guests back in 86 with Kathy Lee and Regis Philman asked to be on the show and wow. did a show with them, which when they called me, I thought it was somebody joking. I'm like, oh, of Who's course. this clown? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is ABC producer. We found found me, Peggy, Ian Manisi from Croton and Hudson. You found me. Okay, knock it off. It was real. Right. And we did the show, and we more and more people were aware of cystic fibrosis because of it. And she remained poster girl, and that same year she received the Charles Lubin uh, Humanitarian Award for her work with other kids with the illness so wow. I had some amazing kids sure you know they weren't perfect I mean they were they no. did everything every other kid did you know and uh, you know drove me crazy at times too but didn't treat them any different you know except they had this illness and uh, so I went through that the fairy tale life was not the fairy tale life no. and then we went through we started uh, with the losses uh, before my children died in 91 my brother-in-law of many years at 53 years old got pancreas cancer he died. 93, mm -hmm. my father died. A year later, my mother died of Alzheimer's. Wow. 98, my brother got pancreas cancer also. He died. Oh, my. 2000, 2002, on Mother's Day, my daughter died on Mother's Day. Jeez. 2006, my older sister, I'm one of six siblings, she gets um, uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and she dies. 
2010 to 11 was unbelievable. Uh, I have two other living sons that are healthy, and they, of course, grieve just as badly as I do. Yes. From April of 2010, when my husband died of diabetes, uh, Agent Orange related from Vietnam, huh. nine months to the day, not to the day, but nine months after my son dies of cystic fibrosis, in between their deaths, my father-in-law dies, and then three months to the day of my son, the same year, my sister-in-law dies of diabetes. So it's like, okay, this is ridiculous. And people talk about grief. There's, I think, five stages, the anger, denial, mm -hmm. and all these other things. And I'm like, okay, God, again, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, I, I've gotten angry at him as, as, as much as my Oh, I, I would think him. so. Because, you know, I'm like, why me? Why me? Having you one know? loss is devastating. Mm -hmm. Multiply yes. it by 18 or however many you just mentioned is many. incomprehensible. I mean, just... It was like they say it takes five years to go through the whole five steps of grieving. I didn't have a chance because I was getting slammed right and left. Yeah, in exactly. 2010, 2011, in nine months, three, a year at that point, four. Sister-in-law, husband, son, father-in-law. And then Hurricane and, Sandy shows up on your doorstep. Uh, yes, and then, okay, I'm trying to get back to some kind of a life. And um, that September, or August before, I ended up having... Um, root canals removed because it was poisoning my body mm -hmm. and it was killing me. And then after having that done about a month later for the first time in my life, I have um, what they call relapsing remitting MS. So sometimes I'm semi-okay, sometimes I'm not. I became totally crippled for months before Hurricane Sandy oh, where, and I couldn't walk. So that night, I don't even know how it was by the grace of God that I got out of here because as white caps were coming into my house, it, it, that's my, my fourth book, the whole story on Hurricane Sandy. I'm like, okay, you've taken my family. You almost took a third child that night. Uh, they got me out first and had to go back for him and lost an hour of contact. Didn't know if he was dead or alive. You lost all and your living... stuff too, right? Or... Oh, yeah, I lost everything I owned, all my memories. Right. My memories, my, um, after 20 years, I finally went to Macy's and ordered new furniture, had it a month or two, lost all my new furniture. Oh. I'm back in my house now, a uh, year in April, we were in a hotel for six months, and I'm still living without a living room, you know, because it's, I had to replace clothes, shoes. Peggy, um, wow. But you know what, that can be replaced. I was without shoes for four days after Hurricane Sandy had oh, no wow. shoes. And then, um... Plus, crippled still, and I've regained strength back in my legs, so I'm walking again with my walker and still going and doing the shows and writing. And if I can do this, anybody can do this because it's my strength and my belief by the signs that heaven is real. And I did a show on that after the movie. Um, heaven is real. Um, it really is. Uh, not just by the signs I get, but it's just. Thing, other things that have showed me, you know, um, people like, you know, this is hell on earth, and I think we have a little bit of both here. Uh, I, you know, I the, would the agree. Sad, yeah, we have the sadness of the losses and sure. what have you. And I tell people, too, as much as I can, and I also counsel other grieving parents, because um, I had a nursing business for many years, um, but... As much as I counsel other people, I'm still a human being, so when their birthdays roll around and the holidays roll around, oh. I am the mother with empty chairs at my table, like one of my poems, because um, people talk about the empty nest syndrome. Your kids come home from college. My kids don't. Even though I get signs, I still have that human aspect of my life. Of course you will. And I'm still missing them, you know, and the signs 
sometimes just don't cut it. It makes me feel better, but I miss the the one-on-one contact, the hugs and the the, the, the important things. Sure. And Peggy, if you read my book, uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I just want to interrupt for just a second and just say mm-hmm. to you, just mm-hmm. a big virtual hug coming, first of all. Aww. Um just after losing my dad or my grandmother or you know some of us have had really profound losses and it just doesn't seem that life can go on I mean it's really you know the pain of grief and I just want to acknowledge you because you know you shared all the losses that you have had and I can't even begin to imagine how incredibly painful and difficult but even though we aren't done with the interview right now by being who you're being and doing what Mm -hmm. you're doing to share and make a difference you are such an inspiration that as bad as it gets because I think you've hit lower than most people will probably hit with that much loss and not everybody because there's definitely people that have had profound losses but you Mm -hmm. are such an inspiration that life and living life is still possible no matter what so I want to thank you for being who you are and just really acknowledge that you you are an angel on earth for for sharing for people that are grieving for people who need um, a shot in the arm for living life for all of that so thank you from the bottom of my heart oh that's very sweet but you know what I give my thanks to the Lord you know I don't yes. care what religion you are or what you honor uh, God is God to me I call him God um, we all come here and this is my own hypothesis and mm-hmm. pretty sure of it we all come here with a plan you know, some people say we, we choose our destiny, we choose how we lived for lessons, and I do believe life is school, because each day, you know, God gave us this wonderful brain, and we learn, and we're here to I learn, do. and I think the lesson I've learned uh, out of all, and top it off with all the ones I told you, I've lost the grandparents and uncles all in between also. I, if I went on, we'd be here for hours telling you all the losses, oh boy. and most recently, two weeks ago, I lost my 32-year-old nephew, second nephew I've lost in less than two years, one during Hurricane Sandy, um, six weeks after the storm. Wow. Two very young others, so now we've lost four young people, but I give my thanks to, to God, um, and, and, and I know there's a plan, and I know he has blessed me with my intuitive gift that I feared my whole life to help those through grief, and life is love, and death is love, and every it's just about love, and I think his plan is by what you feel with the loss is the same loss he felt when his son died and 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 uh you know like i said i'm not going to go on a religious thing here but you know i really feel that um it's to teach us complete love and love is undying love is forever and um that's the way i live my life i know one day i will be with my children again in a place where there'll be no more uh, IVs and, and feeding tubes and the daily daily routine with cystic fibrosis was horrific. Oh. Um, my son needed double lung liver transplant. My daughter needed double lungs. My son's case was much more severe. And I saw I, I did a poem about him and his book will be coming out called Racing Honest and Heaven. He was a race car driver even with ports in his arm and IVs. Wow. This kid went and raced and he is 
to this day around here, I'm on the East Coast, all up and down the East Coast, you will see stickers on cars in memory of my son for his Noel of, of cars and his general being a human being and the way he was with his friends. It was even the night he passed, I, my whole neighborhood, all of a sudden, cars from the East Coast started filing in, following, you know, coming in. Everybody with candles speaking about my son. I was so tired, all I wanted to do was sleep. But I woke up and for hours, people just coming here and talking about my son, it was like something, you talk about celebrities, he was a celebrity right. in his own right. How and old every was time he? people see those, he had just turned 22. Okay. And that's something, if you'll read my next book, so he's been a powerhouse. I mean, it, the signs are unbelievable. He, my daughter, there was a lot, but this next book, oh my goodness, the race Can you heaven. tell us some of that? I mean, the sto- what stories do you have that... You know, um, in your you heart, got about heaven is real. Ten days. <laughs> well, okay, I love that. See. Well, I don't. Okay, but well, no, no, I kidding, also I'm know. Kidding. I know you are, but I also know that at after this interview, I have the website we don't die radio dot com. I'll have um, your picture, links to your Facebook page, your website, and uh, everything mm-hmm. I've got, so that people can follow up and get more of your stories and some of the yeah pictures. i actually have a um a site that i have posted a lot of the things that have happened not just to me but i have about four or five hundred people on there oh, great. signs from our loved one it's called what signs tells you your loved ones are still around people talk about orbs oh honey i got more than that i have actual faces Oh, that's um, incredible! My, and I'll put for our listener. All that's a long website that she rattled off, but I'll put a, post a link to that right under her yes, face. Yes, what on, signs tells your loved ones about? On we don't die. One of the latest com. things that happened is kind of, and, and it's, it involves your guest of last week, um, uh, Christine Dominiac. We've become friends. Uh, she's been on my show. She'll tell you if you want to go listen to the archive of that show where my son came through with her and Sonny. He, they were not. You had my niece, who's also an intuitive medium myself she's my co-host and Sonny and Christine on it my son would not let them read other people they found out I actually broke down and got hysterical on my own show it was the most powerful show I've ever done what were they saying what was coming through uh, well what happened was my son finally came through other people were starting to come through and every week call in you know I'm there for people that are grieving and it my son was trying to come through every reading and at the end he came through and telling me how proud he was and how much he loved me and 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 Sonny finally says I give up Marcus is here it was crazy but one of the latest things that happened and you can go to that site I told you of pictures there was this little girl named Kate Um, I'm very involved with other people that have children that are dying with CF and that have lost kids to CF Uh helping them through both sides of it and uh, I have a wish foundation granting wishes for them also. Oh, and um, when I make a long story short, um, I went, okay, this little girl from Ireland had passed and she was in the cystic fibrosis group and it popped up on my site. And I'm looking at her bed and there's this little boy laying in her bed who was, people are calling a doppelganger, maybe I'm saying that wrong, of my son Marcus, it's on the site. I post his last picture and that. Laying in the bed, I post the picture, and, and his friends are like, oh, isn't that so nice? Mark, you know, had befriended somebody with CF. I said, hold up. <laughs> that's not Mark. This little girl just passed, and she lived in Ireland. She just passed. So that was one of the most eerie, weirdest things that ever happened. 
Uh, I actually have a picture. It looks like him laying in the bed, and I posted an actual picture next of him. Oh. My, my people couldn't see. This, this. If you talk about Chiller Theater, that's what my life's about. <laughs> like I said, we're not just talking pennies from heaven and, and feathers. I also have one other picture of him. I was, um, I belong to a lot of grieving groups and yep. some of the paranormal sites, and I don't really go to the paranormal sites, but something one day drew it to me, drew me to it. Sorry, sometimes my fumble, and this is what no, my that's okay. I'm, I'm picking my, up. I have a match, and I fumble on my words. They, they, my, I get like dyslexic. My it, uncle so. would always say, "I'm picking up what you're laying down," so I'm get it. So, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I just want to say that's part of my human side. That's okay. I, I, I show my, I'm, I'm real. Well, something drew me to the site one day, and there's this guy, and and I also have these pictures. This guy on the site doesn't believe in this stuff. He goes, I don't know what's going on. I just got married. I live in New Jersey. This face shows up at my door. I don't know what's going on. I look at it. It was my son, Marcus. Hmm. I said to the guy, my son passed, and here's a picture of him. He says, oh, my God. I was never a believer before. That's also posted a picture of my son and that face in the door. I swear to you, as God is my judge, there is no Photoshop here, none whatsoever. Okay, now on the headline of that page, the cover page, the cover, you know, photo on the on the site. Yeah, uh, it was the first event on my children's birthday. I do fundraisers. I celebrate with cake and I balloon releases and oh. the memories alive, but they're alive to me that way, you know, because life is forever. There was no death, you know. We just moved from one door to another. And so I celebrate their birthdays, but I do it in their memories to help other people with the illness. And um, Mark's birthday is November 30th, and the first year as a fundraiser, I'm there and took pictures. And I get home and download the pictures. That is the main page. You'll see it looks like smoke, and it's in a restaurant. Nobody can smoke in restaurants here. Right. And in the picture, I'm looking, and to the left of the fence is my late husband's face. To the right of his face is another face that turned out to be connected a year later to Hurricane Sandy, the electrician that did the work here, over my head, and someone highlighted it so you could see it better, That and it's not Photoshop, but you'll see like gold, that was highlighted so you could see it, in smoke over my head and my daughter, who had two children, uh, her children are healthy, she had two natural children, four and seven when she passed, my grandson standing next to me, and over my head is spelled out Meg, my daughter's name. Wow. You can't make this stuff up. No. So like I said, uh, the proof's in the pudding here, and I will take a lie detector test, swear to you, none of this is photoshopped. So um, to get back to your, your last guest, Christine Dominiak, um, Christine, since the show, we've become friends, and um, she's on our way to Alaska over the summer <clears throat> going on vacation. Uh-huh. Limited internet access, and this is the weird part to the last picture with the, the boiling in the bed of the little girl that died, Kate. Christine had bought my book and she was going to read it on the plane and she kept hearing the song My Special Angel that was the poem I wrote for my daughter the night she died she said she opened the book and saw that she goes your daughter's here with me as soon as I heard this song and I opened your book I know she has a message for you and she's saying she's with Kate and I'm like Kate who? You know, I don't. I know Catherine's and family and what have you but nobody really Kate and I'm trying to figure it out well, long and behold, that last picture with Mark laying in the bed with that girl that you know next to the girl that died uh-huh. in Ireland. Right. Her name was her name was Kate. Interesting. Yeah, it's this is like I said. You know, if this didn't happen to me, I wouldn't believe it. But it's really happened, and 
99% of the times that things have happened to me, including in my book, The One Last Life of My Daughter, um, if you read the book, you'll understand that um, I've had, I have somebody with me. So I always have backup, you know, there, seeing it. Um, <clears throat> one quick story I'll give you this. My nephew passed two weeks ago Tuesday, unexpectedly, mm-hmm. 32. And um, I didn't find out for two days, but being an intuitive, some t- I do sense people dying at times, but I never know who it is for things happen. Right. But I wasn't, I've been trying to turn that part off because I don't like it. It's icky, you know? Mm-hmm. But I had gotten very sick the day he passed. I didn't know he had passed. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. I'm blaming him on KFC, but my son ate it too. He didn't get <laughs> sick. And, you know, leave it to the colonel, right? right. <laughs> Give it to the colonel. So the next day I'm still sick and the family all knew now that my nephew died, but my brother, his father wanted to tell me himself because of what I've been through because I still have my human side, of course. Of course. Well, my brother called me that night and as sick as I was, once he told me, I wasn't sick anymore. So I think I was feeling my nephew as he was dying, which is a first in 61 years. I've never felt it like that. Had no idea who, I mean, never have an idea who it was. And another weird thing is my phone rang, and it's the second time since July this happened. Uh, the first time in July, my dear friend had passed away this year. And that night I got word after my home phone called itself and nobody was on there. It happened again the day my nephew died, and I couldn't figure out why it was going on. I called my phone company. No answer. And uh, so, like I said, I have some really powerful um, signs, more, more so than the norm. And I don't know why. I don't know why, but it freaks me out. <laughs> well, it might be, uh, not, the word's not ammunition, but um, yeah. the more you get, I think, mm-hmm. the more you're prone to give. And, right. And I, right. and I, you know, I've got, I don't want to say similar things that happen to me, but every time mm-hmm. I get a shot of inspiration or I hear a story about life after death or hear some validation, it just makes me more powerful sharing it's like by the way you're not going to forget about this because this is your mission on earth so every time one shows up i mean i think it's just one more piece that you can share with people um another promotion peggy is (laughs) there a promotion promotion from heaven is there (laughs) a way people can get signs and i know i've had christine on and she's got her idea but i i've known people that have been they've had someone that's passed away a couple of years ago they've been praying mm-hmm. for a sign they've never gotten one i mean what do we say to yes, those people I, I can answer that i have a um i now have because you know given what i've been through and now with the gift i have and coming out to the public i of course i get people condemning me oh you're of the devil and oh, of and course you will unreal, i get them you too. know and we don't and i listen because i i'm open to constructive criticism sure but yet when you start bashing me to the point of abuse, I have to delete you from Facebook or what? Right. Believe what you want. I try to explain it to you, but now I have Kevin Schopel, uh, who is a Baptist deacon minister. About uh-huh. bat- yeah, I'm sorry. Here we go again with the MS Baptist okay. deacon ordained minister okay. from Arizona. I found him through Mark Ireland, who's been on my show with uh, Soul Shift, and mm-hmm. you know of Mark Ireland. Yep. And um, anyhow, Kevin has become a regular on my show, and he explains in the parts of the Bible about this gift, the intuitive gift or the signs. Um, you're not supposed to look for them. I'm not a Ouija board person. I don't do tarot cards no, or no, crystals. No, no, me neither. And, 
I don't do this. I mean, I've done angel card readings through Drawing Virtue. Right. But, and that was kind of like a tool for me before I came out with the gift and never charged anybody. I just did yep. it to help people. But you don't go looking for them. I have to tell you that. And that's something that was explained to me by, I don't read myself, so I, I go to someone, Deborah. She was on my show, my medium. Uh, she's magnificent. She really is. I mean, she, she even mimics them. That she, My kids, she didn't even know. It's amazing. But she explained to me, um, too, you know, the, the signs, you don't ask them to come in a dream. She says, my son told her a week after he died, tell her stop asking for me to come in a dream. I'll come when I'm ready. They come when they're ready, like everything else in life at the appropriate time when it's meant to be. Don't go looking for them. Like when someone says, can you give me a reading? They either come to me or they don't. Most of the time they do. I don't go saying, you know, let me get my Ouija board out. Let me get my crystal ball. I'm not Whoopi Goldberg and ghosts, you know. <laughs> you know, a lot of people picture us this way, you know, gypsies or what have you. And, yeah, and, we, and, and you don't have all have the answers. Work. You can't. And I, mm. I wish I had the answers of the universe. I don't. I've, I know I've nope. um, spoken to some mediums and... Um, you know, there's really great validation that say my grandmother and my dad are right here with oh, me. Yeah. And then there's been yeah, others they're all around us. that they're all around us. Yeah, that maybe some spirits, some are doing it, not noticing it because of their their religious uh, right. But sometimes values. they couldn't um, tap in on them, and it's like you well, can't make somebody yeah. talk here in this life. No. <laughs> so we, well, I'll tell you that's why Kevin Chappelle um, is uh, Chappelle is very important to me. Being a Baptist deacon minister that I found through Mark Ireland, uh -huh. he's written a book called. The Truth About Psychics and Spiritual Gifts. Amazing book, uh, showing parts in the scriptures, mostly New Testament, where the gifts like you were talking about, from going to, they, when you have a true spiritual gift, they come to you. You don't ask for it. Believe me, I wish I could turn it off at times, and I've been working with some other famous mediums. Uh, actually, I was just going to be doing a workshop with James Van Prague. Um, but I'm not going to be able to make it, unfortunately. He's in the area. Uh, but I had a friend here this morning who's going today to see him. Um, I want to learn to uh, fix my gift a little better. I don't want to know if somebody is going to pass. I don't know who it is, like I said, but I get I really get sick. I mean, they I feel like they suck my energy coming to me, and then once I know it lifts and say, okay, I came to you, now use it. They come to me. I don't ask them. So my best um, advice to people. Be open to signs. There is, uh, like Christine posts, uh, Christine Maniac posts 20 signs to look for. There are the pennies, the coins, the, the feathers. These are all signs. They come through nature. God is nature. Life is nature. And there's reasons that they're there. So they come through that. You know, my book is called Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Less Hug because that are some of the, the initial signs that happened to me. And it's all explained in my book. So don't look for them. When they're ready and it's time, like everything else in life, you know, um, like the song, uh, the season, the time to be born, a time to die, it's all within God's plan. So just, you know, relax and know they're okay. Heaven is real. Trust me, it is Question. real. Heaven is real. And mm -hmm. do you think there's still learning and education and busy work for oh, yeah. them that they're not oh, know that. around us 24-7 uh, uh, trying to give that. us signs what, what do you think about yes. all that okay my brother was a head of uh international ibm and we know here international uh -huh. business machines in the area he was the manager of the number one plant always a businessman lovely lovely person i love my brother my oldest brother and um anyhow when i had gone to deborah initially 
uh, it was before my son had passed. Uh, it was right after my sister passed, and that's another story. It's in my book. I explain the whole thing. But my brother came through, and um, with something that happened at his funeral, which was kind of funny because. You know how when you go to a wedding, you cry, and funerals, you sometimes laugh because that yes. fine line between laughing? My brother said to me, um, why were you laughing at my funeral? <laughs> and everybody knew because I, I, it was like uncontrollable. Yeah. You know, I wasn't making light of it, but it was that fine line. And I wasn't trying to, it sounds crazy to you, but I think it's because so he could validate through me, through Deborah, that, uh, who I see, that this is really real. And he was a businessman, and every time that I have a reading, my brother says to everybody, I'm busy, 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 can't talk. We do the same thing there that we do here mostly. What do you mean? You know, without the body, you work, you learn, there's, there's school, there's education where I tell everybody we're not floating on the state puff cloud and playing harps like with cherubs, which was my vision of that as a child, you know. We, we work, we do everything we do here. It's a mirror image of here, just brighter colors, more beautiful. And I can say that because the night before Christine had come on my show, I had my first dream visit where I, whether you call it astral plane, I went there. I visited with my kids for the first time together, and it was amazing. And the next day, my son came through and validated it. I said, okay, and usually I don't remember my dreams. This one just, oh my gosh, there was no way not to remember it. The hugs I got from both my kids, and that's on, if you go to my archives, you can hear my show with Christine Dominiak also talking about and hearing me break down on the show. I mean, you... It's real, you know, and heaven is really real, and people shouldn't fear it because um, my mom used to say to me, because of, like you, the fear of death, when I, and I used to tell her all the time, she got, used to say to me, you know what, you're not afraid to be born, don't be afraid to die. That's My mother always said that to me. Yeah, you know, that, that makes sense, and, and we don't mm-hmm. remember where we were before we were born and all this stuff. You and, don't. No. You don't. You don't. And you know what I found out? I'm not the only one with the gift. My mother also had the gift, but I didn't realize it until afterwards. So she knew things, too. And my mom never left the house. She took care of her six kids, the old 21 years between the oldest and youngest, same marriage. I said, well, what are you doing here? You know, but she cooked, cleaned, dad worked, and she was, you know, domestic goddess, you know? Yeah. Um, Oh, God bless her. But she never left the house, but she knew things. And I just thought everybody's mom knew things like my mom knew them. And she obviously knew I had the gift because I can remember in my 20s one day saying to one of my aunts, she goes, look what Peg can do. And I'm like, why is she saying that? How does she know this? And I didn't want to. And she knew I had the gift. And uh, things are hitting me now that I'm thinking back, gosh, I've had this my whole life. My mother had it. Uh-huh. So sometimes I feel it is in the family, and you're more genetically predisposed to it, you know. Um, but I think we all have it to a certain extent, and we can all, you don't have to go to a medium for signs. I think if you just relax and you believe that there's something more than this, you will get the signs you need when you need them. Right. And it, it happens yeah. very often with a quiet mind, and here we are in 2014 going on 2015 with busy, 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 busy. our minds always thinking about 20 million things so you know it's funny you said that because that's exactly 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> I talk about uh, synchronicity on my show. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the words, the way my brother would say it every time I went to a meeting. He always says, I'm busy, busy, busy. Busy, 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 so busy, busy. You, you were just channeled there. <laughs> it's <laughs> possible. I mean, I, I oh, have okay. not I have not developed myself as a medium, but many people know I did take a course in mediumship to kind of prove it's not right. true, only to prove it is true. And there yes, are times... There are times that I've been with somebody and all of a sudden I, you know, might see somebody in my mind's eye that I've never mm-hmm. seen before. And um, yep. I'm not always courageous to say that I see them because I don't always know. You know, there's a lot of fear well, being a human. You know, well, that's it. It's what are people going to think? People. Yeah, but yep. the, when I have been open and I was even at somebody's mm-hmm. house for a dinner party and when I was open mm-hmm. about everything that I've learned and what I've done and all of a sudden I saw a guy sitting on an empty seat at the dinner table and I described mm-hmm. him and this guy goes into his bedroom and he pulls out a picture and that was his father and he the looked just saw. like what was in my head and you oh, know you got it girl I could feel it you that, got it you got yeah. it and, you know I, I don't I'm not saying I don't discourage people from taking the courses like I no. said this true spiritual gift, you have it. It's given from God. But I know, well, being intuitive, I feel that you have it. And that's okay to take those courses, but you don't look for it. If you feel that you have something, then take the courses. Obviously, that's why you went. Um, because you, I think deep down like me, you knew you had I it. I needed the validation of because of the yes, fear of it. dying. I, I needed it. You know, Sandra, it. I do that every day. I need to be... I need these validations every day. Um, I also have on that site, my daughter's birthday, 41st birthday was September 1st. My 61st was September 7th. Yeah. I have, if you go to that sign site that I have, I actually videotaped this time of my TV while it was on and cable box on, going on and off and messages coming through the TV. I videotaped it. It's like a minute long. And it was the right time to, I said, you know, I'm videotaping it this time when this happened. Yep. It was going on for a week. I had, and, and talk about validations, I had cable come out to check things, everything was fine. So I have yeah. to, even though I have the gift and I, I question it every day, and question my sanity like any other human being, but too many things have happened and I, I also need validations that it's not of the norm or what what human beings would call of the norm, okay? Yeah. So I get TVs checked out, I get electric checked out, and when these things happen, it's just like, Wow. I mean, I have Oprah aha moments all the time, <laughs> every day, you know, Funny. I just sometimes wish it would stop, you think, know, but it's amazing. I think part of our, you know, what we signed up for coming to earth and being human is that we forget who we really are, because mm-hmm. if we knew that we don't die 24-7, if we knew our loved ones are still around, if we knew mm-hmm. in a moment we can create heaven on earth, um, right. I think that totally defeats the point of coming here. I think, and this is my feeling, that here is where mm-hmm. we get to learn. Here is where we mm-hmm. get to love. We get to practice forgiveness. Um, we get all these juicy emotions, good, bad, and indifferent. And yeah. and this is where we're getting, you know, on the on the job training, on the court, so to speak. Exactly. And if well, we, plus God gives us free will, so we have uh, choices. Yeah. And that's what life is. Life is about choices. Do we choose this, and or do we choose that? Right. And I think we need and, the reminders around us, no matter how many yes. books you've written and and mm-hmm. what we've done, that this stuff is real. And in I think yep. 
can you tell us a little bit about the difference you're making? I know you've got the foundation. I know you work mm-hmm. with um, grieving parents. Um, how... How have I made a difference? Well, yeah. I've made a difference to comfort people. You know, people look at me and, you know, those are mediums that haven't, you know, they experience not much. And I have experience and I'm not putting myself on a pedestal the worst of worse. I know. And people look at me, you know, I've not only lost one, I've lost my only daughter and my youngest son. And I'm speaking from firsthand the emotions of you know, the friends walking away from me and everybody mm-hmm. goes to the funeral and every I'm supposed to go on my life. It doesn't go on that way. No. Um, people walked away from me. I know in my heart, soul, and every part of my being what these grieving parents feel, yes. not just as a medium and knowing that the loved ones are around, but I know the human emotions. So yeah. I represent a grieving mother of not one but two that when they listen to what I tell them and tell them you can go on and it doesn't get easier. I tell them, uh, I did a show on what to say and what not to say to grieving parents because we get annoyed about that. Oh, I know some of those things. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh my gosh, don't, don't tell us. Don't tell anything. your kids. I've had relatives say, you know, forget it, it's over. Or you have others. (laughs) How about that? That's that's what, and you know what I say to them? (laughs) And which one of yours would you choose to go on without? Right. You know, you have to, you know, um, I can be a smart, smart, you know what, at times. I bet you can. I won't use the word. Smart Alec. I could be a smart Alec, yeah, but I was going to say the other one. When people haven't. I'm Howard Stern at a radio. I'm like, yeah. When people haven't been in those shoes, they don't know. Well, that's that's what I do. I talk from not just a book, just like when you go to a um, psychiatrist, you know, they, they, they get their knowledge from a book. My book is not just, I can do a book like that too, but I'm, I'm talking from the book of life. I've experienced it. And okay. I've had people look at me now, it's like, I don't know how you do it. Well, you know what? We have two choices. You live or die in life. We take the easy way out or you go on. Okay? We have to go on. I, and don't think I haven't gotten depressed. I've been close to clinical depression at times. I'm, I'm real. That's why even in my book I talk about it. I... I got a DWI after my sister died. I never got a traffic ticket. How about before. that? I talk, I talk about real stuff. Sure. I, and I talked about what I learned from that and how selfish I was. Yes, I was depressed. I went out and got bombed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I got a DWI, and deservingly so. But it brought me now to help others that drive the bar still doing this and say, look, it's a lot cheaper for a cab, and it's a lot cheaper than living with yourself after maybe killing somebody. So each thing that I've gone through, the deaths, the DWI, you know, I'm real. And people with my reviews say that it's real. You're real no, life. It's easy to there's listen no to pretense. You. No, no, you no, know, no. I'm, there's no BS with this girl. You Th- know, there I, it, isn't. it is what it is. It, yeah. it is what it is. And, and I think because people know me and they, I'm not saying look up to me, but they're like, how do you keep going and you got MS to boot. Uh, I'm retired. I was a nurse at my own home care business for years, worked with Alzheimer's and dementia patients. You know, um, I'm retired and I'm working harder now, 12, 13 hours a day between writing um, my poetry, which I write to help people through grief. It's a book coming out now, uh, finished and, and uh, my radio show and people think a lot of times you do the show like minus two hours. 
I have to read people's books. I have to research oh, them. Work. I listen to sure. their former. And it's it's a full time job. And you know what? We're not being. People think, oh gosh, well you must be making big bucks. I don't get paid. I pay for my show. You know, exactly. It's a it's a, it's um, a labor of uh, love. And exactly. when there's, exactly. you know, so many people say if you can make a difference in one life while you're here, that's yep. something. And I know for Domino a, effect. a fact, yep. Peggy, you will never see the impact that you've already made in this world. Even just with me right now, um, I'm like, shame on me for complaining about this, that, and the no. other thing when I can, you, you know. You, I know I'm here. I have no ego. I, I you know, no, I'm just no. Peg from Croton Hudson, New York. Yeah, but, but still, you're, really an ins- you're an inspiration. You deliver a message of hope. You deliver oh. a message that um, we can still go on. I love how you yep. say um, that you can survive the worst to the worst and continue mm-hmm. until your job on earth is up. I mean, that's yep. cut and dry, but you can. Yep. You've done it. You have... Uh, arms and legs and everything we have and you're doing and they don't it. work very well with the ms by the way <laughs> yeah but i'm still using them I'm but you're but you're them. doing it and you're going on yep. and just you know you you've really been inspiring of what's possible and um i can't wait to check out your website can you say that long name again what signs Okay, hold on. You know what? Because I get on my show, and my my nieces also went to school for editing. Yeah. And between my screw up with words with my MS and no, that's right. Just me, just me in general. Hold and, on. I, have and... to, I never, I never remember the name of my own sites. Got so many of them. Okay, this is called What Signs Tells You Your Loved Ones Are Still Around. Dot com. And that's on Facebook. Oh, it's on Facebook. Uh, no, it's Facebook. Facebook. Oh, that's why and I, I have find pictures. It. Okay. I have pictures. I have stories, not just of mine. Okay. Uh, but I have the I have pictures. I have pictures from other people. I have about um, 477 people on my site right That's now. For awesome. My sign my page. Well, and uh, something even happened on my radio show the other night. I'll share that really quick. I had a lot of problems with the radio show the other night. Everybody was echoing. You could hear me fine on my archives. But I'm like, could you call back in? Could you call? Is it the solar flare? Is it the eclipse coming? Is it the full moon? Thinking everything because elect, we are all electric. We are all part of the source. You know, we're all part of it. And there are vibrations out there. And I'm not getting all weird on people, but there is. So I'm thinking, well, maybe that's it. Well, while doing my show, something happened that never happened before. I decided, and you know how on the show you're not supposed to play music that is copyrighted, and I'm probably going to get yes. sued by Stevie Wonder now, but you can't get blood from a stone. <laughs> you're funny. Something made me play, I just called to say, I love you, because that song to me yeah. meant no New Year's Day to celebrate. To celebrate. Um, it's kind of the way, like my poem, I also have a poetry page, which you can see some of my poems going in my book, but my empty chair to the table. Yes, the New Year's days come, the Christmas comes, and all I have is empty chairs at the table. Because, like I said, people that have empty nest uh, syndrome, their kids come home from college or come home to visit. Mine don't. So that song kind of represents uh, what a grieving parent feels, because I do have those empty chairs. Yes. And I played this, something just made me, maybe my intuitiveness, you know, everything happens for a reason. But I played that song as I'm playing it. My computer went wacko, and I have a picture on that site of this phone that appears on. You can see my chat board up and everything. This phone appears that I've never seen before on my site. As I'm, I just called to say I love you. 
weird. <laughs> weird. You know what? Like and I, good. Even though I do this, it weirds me out. <laughs> it weirds me out. I know. But it's my my love of God and my love of life, and you know, um, I just want to tell people. Yes, we grieve and and grieve. You need to grieve. I'm concerned. My brother is 16 days into grief and he's traveling already because he's avoiding it. You cannot avoid it. You no. need to go and you know through what? the stages. It does sneak up on Denial. you when your mind's quiet. And I. Oh I my know. gosh! And it, and if all five stages hit you at once, forget it. Yeah. Because that's when people break. And I'm trying to be close. I I stayed in the hotel for four days to be close to my brother, even though he's about. 30 miles from me, just to be close within a few minutes in case he needed me. He would know better than a sister that lost too. And he's already going to Monticello, to the casino. He's got all these plans. It's like, you're avoiding your grief, Bob. You can't, but what can I do? I can just be here for him. Exactly. You and know? each one of our journeys is different. And yes. just pray for him, right? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. And he's got my number, you know, and I, uh, since my children needed transplants, I kept my phone. It works out well. My home phone, <clears throat> when it rings, I don't an- if I don't answer, if I'm not home, it goes right to my cell phone. And unfortunately, I have Bluetooth in my car. So if anybody needs me, I can get they to can you quick. You. So, well, yeah, Peggy, I, I, bad yeah. news, our time is about up. And oh I could goodness, go on. <laughs> I could I could go on and have one of the two hour shows with you, but I'm delighted yeah. to say in just a couple of weeks I'll be on your show. So I'm yes, excited. I so excited I'm to have really you on. I want to hear your story. You know, I know. I'll put duct tape on my mouth that night. <laughs> no, that's okay. I I really yeah. trust and thank you. Thank you to our listener who's listening right now from wherever you are. You could be out for a walk. You could be on the subway mm-hmm. listening with the headset. You could be at home. Wherever you yep. are, thank you for taking the time to, to listen to Peggy and I, and I really hope it's been a value. It has been to me. We've got, you know, laughter is a good thing, and yes, this is. is a heavy, heavy subject, and just to know that um, we can still have our humor about us. And there is humor in heaven. I've got no doubt about that by well, some, you know what? some of the signs. I, I just want to re- reply to that. We're made in God's image, so if God didn't have a sense of humor, we wouldn't. No. So don't feel bad about it because he's laughing with you. He's not. And if you go back to the movie uh, Heaven is for Real, which I saw right away. Yeah. You know, when the little boy got up, Colton, and started uh, saying, do you know, we will rock you, and the angel started giggling. <laughs> I know. It. It's God's sense of humor. You've got to um, you got to go through the grief because it's all part of the human emotions. But you can find laughter once again. And I have found peace in knowing that their heaven is for real. And as much as I miss my family and I miss them terribly, I still have my bad days too. Sure. On the birthdays and what have you. But I just want to tell the listeners, there is hope. And, you know, you can call my show. You can uh, Facebook me. Just let me know you heard me on the show. If you need help for grief, especially if you lost a child, please contact me. I'll talk to you. Okay. Oh, Peggy, thanks. And I just want them to know that I'm there for them. And Sandra, God bless you. I think you're wonderful. I know the Lord put us together uh, to find each other. I love you as a person, too. Not just as, Thank you. you know, a comrade. I you know. know it's just, I it's feel the great. same way about and you. You will be on the show a week from Tuesday. My show is 7 uh, to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Block Talk Radio. And you, um, I have two hours, so if you want to spend the whole two hours, fine, and whatever you want to do. And you can call in and talk to us. And um, next week I have Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer, Tuesday night. 
and uh, all my shows are archived. So oh, um, I'm good. looking forward to hearing this one. This too. And, and to I our listener you. right now, you could be listening to this in 2015, 2016, way down mm-hmm. the road. Who knows? Um, but exactly. I, I want you to know if you go to wedontdieradio.com, there will be a link there uh, right under Peggy um, Peggy's interview and to all the episodes she's talking about so you you might be listening now thinking gosh that was years ago i'll never find it well yes you can yeah. because of the magic Long of the we're internet gone, we'll still be on radio correct <laughs> correct so i want to yeah. leave everybody with one thought peggy thanks again i'm going to wrap up um Thank you, Sandra. and you and i'll talk a few minutes after we we say goodbye sure. to our listeners um but i want everybody just to kind of look at their hands right now and if you have your hands right out in front of you, if you can, you might be sitting in the dark, but just imagine you're looking at your hands. There's this thing we all have in our head, This whether you call it the ego or the identity. We've got this voice that nonstop tells us we're not good enough, we're not pretty enough, something's wrong with us. Do I really believe life after death is real? Some of this is too hard to believe. Well, I want to just tell you how magical you are. If you look at your hands right now, um, we've all heard that we're made up of energy. Well, inside your hands, you know, we've all heard of things called molecules and that we're made up of molecules. Well, inside of molecules, there's little atoms. And although I don't know what an atom looks like, I do know that if you were to put a camera into one of our little atoms inside of us and you were to take a picture of of what it would see well unfortunately the camera wouldn't see anything because inside our molecules inside our atoms all there is is invisible uh, vibration and in what that is is that is energy so even though you and I can see our hands and we can feel and touch them and look at them um, down to our tiniest tiniest bits all we are is energy this is proven in science this isn't any woo-woo metaphysical stuff we are all made of energy we are living in this shell this human energy vehicle and and that's what it is and Peggy says it I say it correct we are we really are so much bigger than we think we are living in this miraculous um, being and everything we see around us same thing it's vibrating energy so it really is possible that our loved ones they're just vibrating somewhere else but they can use the same energy to turn on and off the light switches to put a their picture on uh, a picture like Peggy was talking about that miracles are possible you're not alone your loved ones are still around your life is for a purpose and there's a reason you're here on earth and Peggy said it you know your job on earth isn't done yet if you're still here you are and just in closing this is Sandra Champlain I've been your host on we don't die radio dot com you go there and I've got a special gift for you if you sign up for um, well you'll see when you get there and I'll also attach Peggy's websites but I really thank you thank you for this time I I really think it's been a value and I'm closing the show with a big smile on my face and thank you for listening 